0: You're not used to crossing your legs, are you? Not true. When I worked in my previous job, I used to cross it all the time. And what were you there? A
1: a gambling... What do you think I did for my previous job? That's what I want you... I want you to tell me what you think I did for my previous previous Uh, career. What did you do for
0: your previous job? I'll give you a clue. It was a career. I did it for like seven years. Wow. A clue. And that clue is that he had a career. career. Wow. I mean, if that isn't just... If that just doesn't spell it out right I now, I gave it all up Brandon, for this. I gave I it all up to come here. All right. So let's <laughs> see. You're f- the What you did prior to stand-up comedy. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a – where you cross your legs, and then you did it for five to six years? Seven years. And this is where you would normally cross your legs? Um I did it throughout the day. It would
1: be definitely it was you know I sat but I you know I didn't sit all day but it would be a, you know if I'm
0: at, I'm trying to tell you without Oh my god, a I know what it is. What? You were a used car dealership, weren't you? Close, but no. You were you sold cars. C- complete opposite of used car dealership. So brand new car dealership. Higher than brand new car dealership. What? You sold uh, real estate. I was the brand ambassador for Porsche. Were you yeah. really? Oh my god, like I'm not going to lie but that's actually kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. We had Land Rover and Volvo too and I did
1: their commercials and all that stuff.
0: So you were the brand ambassador for yeah. Porsche.
1: Did walk arounds like well, I mean I I mean I was in sales. Like I was in sales. Like I that was my like job. That's how I made my money, but then like I moved to brand ambassador and I started doing like um, you know, when they would have releases of like new cars or like all the new information that was coming out with what the brand was doing, I would have to tell my store what was going on. Wow. But I saw, so I was a sales associate too. So I was the only rep for, for Porsche. Really? Yeah. And wow.
0: Buffalo.
1: Now when I started, when I started there, the dealership was Land Rover, Volvo, Buffalo of Porsche. I got in with, I started with Land Rover because Porsche was like going to college, right? I learned so much. It was overwhelming, and I learned all the. I learned the other two brands first, yeah. And then Porsche, I took to the. Mo- and then because one guy was retiring, and then I was like, I took over in there, and they didn't hire anybody else. So
0: you were like the brand, imbe- like you wore a suit and everything. No, we had to wear a suit. Like in the first two years, I bet you look very good in a suit. I wear a, yeah, I like wearing
1: suits. You look like you would wear the suit well. I like wearing suits. I hated wearing suits, though. After a while Like now that I can Like I can wear them Before when you have to Yeah It's worse you, It loses its luster When you oh, when you have to do it all the time When you have to do it all the time It loses its luster Because it's like You have to buy high quality suits Really? You, yeah Because if you're in them all day Sitting, standing, sitting, standing Taking your jacket off Putting it like, It just starts to beat it down And then if you I mean If you get a higher quality suit With a higher thread count It lasts longer
0: ooh. Look at you,
1: all fashionable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Wow. And then yeah, I mean, because you go buy a cheap suit, you go like they have. Everyone's got like the two for you know two hundred deals or the two for four hundred or whatever. That suit'll break down within a year.
0: You. I mean, here's the thing. Like I. What would your thoughts be on like a nice Ralph Lauren or Calvin Klein suit?
1: No, they're decent. Like I said, you're going to spend around like between 200 and 400 for that. Right. And it'll last you. It depends on what you're using it for. Well, so now where
0: did you get your suit?
1: I'd go to Boss. I'd go to Hugo Boss.
0: Oh.
1: But you're spending, like you spend, and if you buy suits there and you get them for like 1200 1300 a piece and you buy that suit, that suit will last you Two years longer than a Ralph Lauren or Calvin Klein suit. You think so? Mm-hmm.
0: Ralph Lauren?
1: Yeah, thread counts higher. Is it Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? Ralph Lauren, if we're going to be correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you are a very good dresser. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, every time I see you, whether it's spring, summer, or fall, you do have good style to you. Well, I'm a big sneaker guy. You are a big sneaker guy, and we had that big, conversation big where you were like, listen... You know, sometimes it's not about anything else but the sneakers. It's true. Well, because the sneaker makes the outfit if depending on what, what what you're
1: doing with it. You know what I'm saying? But you I'm can have your basics. So bad. It's different in the
0: summer than it is in compared to like fall and winter. I don't like these kinds of sneakers. I don't feel comfortable. And I'm gonna tell you something. Sure. I if I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel comfortable on stage. That's fair. That's my biggest fear. That's fair. I have to feel comfortable when I'm going on stage because I don't want to have to think about anything. I don't want to have to think about my shoes. I don't want to have to think about my laces. I don't want to think about anything. I just want to know that I am comfy. See, I'm the same way with tops, whether it be like a sweatshirt (laughs) or a a t-shirt
1: or... You didn't uh, get that, but all right. What? Yeah, like like even, I don't know, like even like you want to, you want to be comfortable on stage, but you want to look good on stage. Like that's we're performers. That's the way it should be for ninety percent of the
0: people that we know. I know, but like the best thing about doing comedy is that you don't have to pre- impress anybody with your clothes. No, Ish. true, true. However, like I don't like going on stage with logos.
1: Like I don't like having. I generally don't like having like a logo on my shirt. That takes away from you. You know I mean, I like going on stage like this. Yeah, that's fine. Pants, hoodie, white sneakers. I mean, that's fine. Those are that's a fashionable outfit right there. Okay, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something that that's like, you know, what is he doing? I'm talking about the guys that go up there in like
0: basketball shorts or bat track pants and like Oh my god. See, we've seen it. Come on. Oh my Come god. On. I love how you're kind of doing the Straight guy for the gay eye right now. I could do that. You could. That'd do be that. a good
1: straight guy for the gay eye. I would love you.
0: That. You know what? I think <laughs> we should do that. We should. I think we should do that. You know what? With that being said. Today's guest on (laughs) O Oscar uh, Is a comedian friend of mine Who I've known for a very long time You've seen him perform all over New York City He's opened for Andrew Schultz Opened for Andrew Schultz You can catch him regularly at The Pair And he's also starting a podcast With another comedian friend of ours Rachel Williams Mm -hmm. Called Life of the Party Life of the Party Now, okay, we're going to get into all of that But I want to know Brandon Trusseau. Yes. I also forgot to na- uh, say your name when I introduced you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody <laughs> in between. Lady. You know what? Everybody, this is Brandon Trusseau. There you go. Hi. There we go. Thank you. Hello, right. America. Oh my gosh. Well, you can't say America. We can't. No, you, you can, but Hello, actually, world? most of our listeners are from, I would say. Fifty percent of our listeners are from America and fifty percent are from smathered all across the world. One, that's awesome. Two, never heard the word smathered. <laughs> Three <laughs> hello world. Yeah. So right. it's <laughs> smidgens and smathering. So it's like a smaggens. Okay, smaggens. All right. That's yeah. fair. That's so fair. like we're sm- we're smathered all like I think we ha- we have listeners in St. Kitts. We have listeners in Switzerland. We have listeners in Turks and Caicos. Never Yeah, I don't know how. Heard great things. (laughs) Heard (laughs) great things. Just show me a map. Uh, (laughs) No, Brandon, I'm so excited to have you on today. I love you so much. I love you too. I want to kind of get into the background of stand-up comedy. So Mm -hmm. now we were actually talking about how you used to be a Porsche ambassador. Yeah, sales rep ambassador. Sales rep ambassador. Okay, Mm -hmm. so... That and then, obviously, what triggered you to want to do stand up comedy? Oh man, I think like
1: looking back to being a kid, like my parents always used to watch like the HBO comedy specials, and mm-hmm. I always used to like watch it like, because you want you know when you go to bed you're wondering like what your parents are doing, so I'd always like sneak and watch. Like you can't watch this, you can't watch this, but they'd always like tape it. So I would like steal the tape and watch it like when I had time and like stuff and they would record like Andrew Dice Clay and Eddie Murphy Raw and I would be watching all these things and I would just like I was just always enamored with it since I was a kid. And then like growing up throughout high school, I would always like when my friends would be like, oh, let's watch this. And I'd be like, let's watch stand-up comedy. And like they would be like, you always want to watch stand-up comedy. You always want to watch stand-up comedy. And like I didn't really even know what like my appreciation and love towards it was at that time. I just kind of always felt like push towards it a little bit yeah and in high school i had a guidance counselor that was like hey you know you're going to start applying for colleges you have to take this like personality test it kind of gives you an idea of like what you should go towards you know what i mean because i was one of those kids that was like you know i played sports i was always the class clown i never really i say didn't have direction but didn't really know what i wanted to go to school for you know my dad was an investment broker no i didn't want to do that like i knew i was good at sales but i wasn't in love with it So I took the personality test. And the funniest thing about it was, is it was like, I think came up like hospitality industry, entertainment, comedy were the answers that came up. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it. Right. After high school, graduated high school, went to uh, college just for like general business studies. You know what I'm saying? Didn't really like like it. I was like, I'm going to take a year off. Ended up taking a year off, went back to school for uh, hospitality management. Because my uncle owned a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. Owned a bunch of hotels. Did that for a while. And that was like in 2007, I met a guy who was doing open mics locally in Buffalo. And he's like, hey, man, like, you know, he he was at my apartment and he saw one of my notebooks. Because I would write jokes. I would write them. Like, write a, how I would say it on stage. Not just write, like, you know, two guys walking to a bar jokes. I would write how I would say certain situations on stage. And I would, like, just keep notes of that. And he's like, hey, what's this? And I was like, oh, those are just jokes are? He's like, yo, this shit's funny, dude. Like, you should, like, come see me at an open mic sometime. And I, like, went and I checked him out once. And he told the lady that was running the show, she came up to me. She's like, oh, you know, Andrew told me you want to try this out. And I was like, yeah, not, not yet, though. And she's like, why don't you come next week? I'll put you up. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, terrified. But I was like, well, okay, I committed to it. So I'm like, I got to do it. And I like wrote wrote five minutes out, um, got all my friends and family to come. I had like maybe like 20 people come. And uh, I did well.
0: I think I did well because my friends and family were there. Your friends and family, yeah. I will say, when I've done my shows, they've always been like, ah, oh, God, yeah. That's oh, oh, God, you know what? Did. That's amazing. Did, yeah. And then as soon as they leave, sure. it's just silence. Yeah.
1: But I was hooked after that and I kept going and kept going and then like I would do it like, you know, I would go to these mics like once a week and then like you know, that was mixed in with my, you know, drug use and all that stuff back then. So I was like kind of just using it as like a party thing. Okay. I was doing that a lot. But then uh, I started to take it seriously in like 2014 is when I started to take it seriously and I was working with. Porsche and, and uh that stuff at the same time and I was doing both. I
0: was going back and forth. Yeah. You know, I was But wait, 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 wait. So real quick though. So you were working at Porsche mm-hmm. and you were the you know, you were the brand ambassador and you were you know, you were doing sales as well. What triggered you then to be like i want to go back into it well i was or had you kind of like been doing it smaggeringly so
1: in the beginning it was more like uh it was in the beginning i was doing it like we helium opened in 2012 right and when they opened they had this like contest like you know best
0: comic in buffalo and helium is the big club in buffalo yeah and that's your residence that's kind of like where you started right yeah yeah that's where that's
1: my home club. I yeah, would say. that's your home club. Yeah, and they opened in 2012. Before that, there was just open mics. So I was running shows. I was I was producing shows. I was doing like bar shows. because I bartended for 13 years. So yeah. go to these bar owners like, hey, we want to put a show together here. We you know we Queen City Comedy. We called it. Right. And I would get all these comics that started with me, and we would put these shows. We would get like 150 to 200 people at some of these shows. Like promoting it for a month, we would do maybe like two or three a year, and we were getting paid to do that at that time. And then Helium opened. And we're like, okay, and it was a real comedy club, and we know how comedy clubs are. You got to kind of get your foot in the door there a little bit. At that time, when they first opened, I was kind of on like, you know, I was start. That's kind of when I started my um, first stint of sobriety. Uh So I kind of took a little bit, a big step back from comedy. I wasn't really; it wasn't a priority to me. I was starting my career with Portia. I was, but I always had the itch to go back to it. And then when I think like it was 2014 is when. You know, I started to show up back in the scene a little bit again, like here and there. And the manager at Helium was like, you need to come hang out here more. Mm. And I did. I started to hang out there. Then they gave me the week. My first weekend I opened for Jessamay Peluso. And that was my first like hosting weekend. Yeah. And I got my foot in the door. I did well. And then they had a management change. And the manager that changed really like. Took You know, him and I were friends, kind of yeah. we became friends. And he's like, you know, he believed in me. And he's like, I'll give you some more stuff. And he started giving me regular hosting spots. And that's kind of how I... And then I was hooked from that point in the business side of it. I started to learn the business end of it instead of just the go, go perform comedy kind of end of it. You know, I saw how you could grow within the industry. And what about... Both.
0: So like, what about the business side did you learn that was kind of like, oh, I would never have guessed...
1: So I think what I learned the most was, I mean, a lot of what I learned then changed till now because New York City is a lot different than just like the corporate clubs. But like what I learned back then is like, you know, you have to be a good hang. You know what I mean? Like if you're sitting in the green room with these headliners, you can't just be in there and be like, you can't be a chameleon. You got to be yourself and you have to be, you have to be funny. You know what I mean? Like you can't just sit there and say like... Oh, so, you know, what do I, ha- you can't be asking them for advice, like flat, you know what I mean? Like if you were the headliner, I'm like, okay, yeah. So I just started like, what do I do to get like where you are? You know, I see people asking us those questions like daily, you know what I'm saying? Cause like they move to New York, they have these dreams. Like, what am I going to do? And it's kind of like, you gotta, you gotta be more, uh, ob- you gotta observe more than you speak. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I learned that like to kind of sit back and watch. What other people are doing and watch where their uh, consistencies between headliners, you know. And if you're good enough, you'll get those opportunities. You'll see different headliners come in. You'll be able to sit in the green room with them. You'll right. be able to see who's a jerk. You'll be able to see who's a good hang. You'll be able to see who's, you know, going to give you more uh, opportunity than other people. And then when I met Andrew, he gave you know he we had a host booked for that show, and I was the originally the host. And he had a feature with him, and he's like, "I don't want you him to feature. I saw you host, you feature." So I took that opportunity, and like that was something I was like, "Well, this is a big
0: chance. Like, I'm gonna." That's great. Yeah, uh, I loved learning about your experiences yeah. and your background in comedy. Everyone's is different. Everyone's is different. Everyone's path is different. Everyone's experiences are different. All right. Calm down with the TED talk. Uh, We're going to get into the headlining portion of this. Let's do it.
1: Should I cross my legs for this?
0: I love you so much. We're going to get into the headlining portion of uh, Oscar where I get to ask my guests what their first gay experience was. So, Brandon Trousseau. What was your first gay experience? Okay, I'm gonna. This is 100% honesty for me, for you.
1: My first like real like gay experience where I was like, this is like, this is like gay. Yeah. I would be, I was literally with the pandemic. When, when, when Colin, my, we had, had two roommates at one point. Colin went back to Pittsburgh and it was me and Ray and we couldn't do anything. Right, all we were we were, we we went for walks, right? We went for walks. We we cooked dinner. We food shopped together. We, you know what I'm saying? We would watch movies together because no one was doing shit. And at one point, I remember turning to him like, "Dude, we're we're, we're fucking married right now." And then like, the, it, it, like I said that jokingly, but as the months went by, because you know they extended it month to month, as the months went by, I was like. Then the annoyances of being married to somebody started because it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a uh, a roommate situation where you were like, oh you know I gotta go here tonight like it is now like we're ships passing in the night now right Then it was like we're home together And I would start getting pissed about like things and I'm like should I bring this up to him you know he's driving me fucking crazy Then he started to like work during the days and I was like, God, I'm doing the fucking dishes and he's not fucking coming home like he should do this stuff before he leaves and I'm like, do I need and I'm like the housewife. That's like bitching about my husband that doesn't do anything. That's how I felt. It was crazy. It was really crazy. I had to like talk to him. I had to sit down and talk to him. I'm like, I feel like you're not contributing <laughs> to this partnership, this right? marriage. This marriage. And it is, and I tell people, I'm like, people say having a roommate is like a marriage and this is legit. Just I mean, we've lived, we've lived together for 3 years, you know? And we get along great. Like we haven't really argued. There was one time I wanted to kill him, like there was, one, and it wasn't really his fault. It was, it all lied with me. Yeah, you know. But like it was, you know, the smoke alarm was going off. The dog was barking. He's just sitting in the chair. I'm trying to fix the smoke alarm. He's just sitting there and he's yelling at the dog. Yo, can you tell Dolly to stop barking? I'm like, dude. You know what I mean? Like I almost snapped because I was like, I'm, I was about to th- throw the chair out the window and i was like this is like this is like a marriage like this is i think this is my first real gay experience like i'm married to a man this is my, you know that's how i felt and it took 40
0: years and it took 4 <laughs> years for you 40 to years. finally realize what being in a gay relationship is like yeah, it is it's a lot like that yeah it and is a lot is, people don't People think that gay relationships somehow are two men flamboyantly skipping down the street oh. and screaming and partying and wearing jock straps. And you know what? That is absolutely correct. <laughs> However, we moved into that phase last week, me and my roommate. Yeah. <laughs> but people don't realize that that is inevitably what a gay relationship is. Yeah. It's basically two guys who are roommates, but they're fucking. Sure. Sure. We didn't get to
1: that point. Yeah. But I've heard him fucking. I've heard, you know what I'm saying? He's heard me. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, then we'll talk about it the next morning. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is. It's like a little.
0: The only thing you marriage. have not done has has had sex. Yeah. But obviously, for obvious reasons. But people, that's what it is. All right. We are going to move on to the next segment of oh Oscar. And that is, Brandon, I would love for you to share a disappointed story. Ugh. Now, disappointed is where I get to hear about a wild, crazy maybe embarrassing Mm. hookup story of yours. So Mm. do you have one you'd like to share? I have a crazy story. Okay.
1: It's, it's, it's my craziest sexual experience of my life. Like when I, when I think of like, what's a crazy story? I'm like, this story was crazy. Okay. I was, uh, um, out one night and a girl I was interested in, like, uh, never met her really, but she was, we would talk back and forth on social media and she was like, are you going to be out tonight? I'll meet you out tonight. And I'm like, yeah, and it was like a Monday night or something like that, I think because there was like a football game on. Yeah. She came and met me out and I was probably me like two and a half hours into my like drinking night. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was, you know, and when I made the decision to get, I I went down the drug path. I was like, I'm going to do coke, you know, I ended up doing some, some, some drugs. And so she showed up and I knew she was like in that world too right but i don't know like how crazy into that world she was so she ended up uh being like yeah i'll I'll, like i'll partake too but like she's like i want to get like a little bit of a buzz before i start and i was like okay but she kind of so she started drinking fast so she had like maybe like three or four drinks in a row and then she was like okay give me the bag and she started like heading down the white horse path and then we went to one other place And now this is a Monday. The next day I'm supposed to be at work at like 9 a.m., right? So like I'm like, you know, it's like at this point, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock where we start to go to the other place. And I end up, uh, she's like, let's get more. And I was like, I can call my buddy. I was like, but we really don't need that much more. And she's like, no, 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 get like, get an eight ball so I can like carry it to the weekend and all this shit. And I'm like, for anybody who doesn't know what an eight ball is, it's three and a half grams.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: It's a lot. Okay. So... We end up getting, she ends up getting it, and like we're we're going from place to place, bouncing around. It's like you know, the end of the night, It's like maybe like now it's like one in the morning. I'm like, I gotta go home. She's like, Well, I'm gonna come with you. And I'm like, Okay. So then I can switch into my mind, like, well, at least I'll you know, be able to hook up with her. You know what I yeah. mean? So we go back to my place, and she, I meet, imme- she like as soon as I get into the apartment, I'm like, This was a fucking bad decision. You know what I mean? She's sloppy drunk. Yeah. She's like, Do you have anything to drink? And I'm like, I don't really. I'm like, I have a bottle of Hendrix gin. Right. And she's like, Well, that'll do. Right. So she takes the fucking Hendrix gin, pours it into a coffee mug and starts brewing a Keurig coffee because I didn't have any mixers. Right. And she starts brewing a Keurig coffee on top of this half cup of gin. It's like spilling all over the table. I'm like pissed off. Right. I'm like, What the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I involved in this situation for? So anyways, like I like I go in the bedroom, I'm like laying in bed and I'm like texting back and forth with a buddy, I think, and I'm like, you gotta help me out, like get me out of the situation. He's like, You deserve everything that's happening to you right now. Right. (laughs) So she comes in the bedroom, she's got the coffee, and like I have like a huge white comforter, and she like hops up on the bed and the fucking coffee spills all over the comforter. I'm like, Oh my God, right? So she keeps like doing drugs and like in the bed and she's like, you know, and then she takes her top off and I'm like, okay I'm back in you know what I mean like I'm into this now again I guess like we'll see where this goes and she starts like you know she's on top of me she's like making out with me and she's like I'm into some different shit that you're into and I was like oh okay like I can kind of get into this like what are you into and she's like no it's probably too crazy for you I was like alright we'll stop playing the the game what What are you into you know yeah. to test you know try me and she's like I'm talking like fecal shit I'm like what what <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, like what I I was like, I did a lot of drugs and so did you. What did you say? And she's like, I'm like, I want someone to shit on me. I'm like, no, I'm not into that. Like, that's not going to happen in here. You just spilled coffee in my bed. We're not shitting in it. You know what I mean? Like this, (laughs) this isn't happening. So she's like. Uh, you're not gonna do this for me, like, come on, like, and I'm like, no, I'm like, that's not what I'm into, like, I don't even have to shit right now, like, I don't know, and like, in my head, I'm going through this scenario, like, how would this even work, like, what is going on, what is my life, I need, this is a new rock bottom, you know what I mean, like, so I'm like, no, this isn't gonna, I'm like, no, I, like, sat up in the bed, and she's like, she got, like, kind of mad, right, she, like, went in the bathroom, I'm like, I call my friend, I'm like, dude, like, this is what's going on, this girl wants me to take a shit on her right now, she's in my bathroom, probably, shitting what i won't provide for i don't know what's happening in the bathroom like you know what i mean like you need to come help me and he's like laughing and he just like hangs up so i'm like all right i'm like hey can you come out of the bathroom like you know what i mean like um she's like i'm like she's not saying anything in there i'm like like i had like a bathroom door that's like um it was a door and then it had like a clear like frosted plastic right glass on it and i'm like knocking on the door and like i like see like she's like standing in front of the mirror like doing her hair or whatever so i come back in the bedroom bathroom bathroom door opens she comes out full naked crawling on her knees barking like a dog and i'm like what are you doing and she's like you're not i want to be dominated like your dog i'm like yo this is over (laughs) i'm like In my, I think I said, I'm going to call the police. Like I said, you know what I mean? Like this is too weird for me right now. I'm like, this is like, I like in my mind, I'm like, is this really fucking happening? Like this is, that was the craziest experience ever. So after that, I was like, I was like, listen, just like come back to reality for a second here. I was like. You, this we're, let's just let's try and sleep. Like you go on the couch, I'll go in here. She's like, I need to stay here for the weekend. You know my kids. I'm like, no. I'm like, you gotta go. Like you have to go. Like my friend ended up coming over and was like, maybe you should just leave. And like, and he's like laughing the whole time. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. So that's my crazy story. Did she leave? She left. I swear to God, I never heard from her or saw her again. That might have been her last hurrah of hardy life is fecal where you draw the line <sighs> i think i draw the line way before that <laughs> and i don't to be honest with you, i don't think she gave a shit where the line was no pun intended she was just like i am going right to fecal and i'm like that is just i don't get i i've never considered it never crossed my mind as something that what about golden showers no that's not for me either no 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 no. It's not. If I was let let's say this, if I was in love with somebody and yeah. we were together and she's like I've had this secret for years. I've I've never had this done to me and I'm talking about shitting. If she was like if I would be like I'm sorry. This isn't going to work out. <laughs> because I don't think I could do that. You know what I mean? Like I I just that's just too first of all yeah it's a secret you've carried for years because no one in america is going to be fucking on board for something like this like i just don't it doesn't factor in my mind as a reasonable situation i don't know why so i'm like no not gonna happen <laughs> it's not gonna happen
0: we are gonna move on to the uh second to last portion of O oscar and that is the gay dhd q and a wheel So what you're going to do is you are going to spin and uh, answer some questions. So take a spin. Okay, Brandon. You just stopped it. You're not going to let it spin, huh? No, 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 no. Brandon, you're a burly, (laughs) strong, (laughs) somewhat, I'm going to say, athletic person. Okay. Okay. So maybe don't spin it like this. Okay. Maybe give it a little bit more of an oomph. Okay. Ready? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, daddy. Um. Ooh. What's a guilty song, Pleasure? So this is a song that... If it's got to be a specific song? Yeah. Okay. I want a specific song that other people would laugh at you for listening.
1: Dude, Ed Sheeran's... Uh, um, What's the song? Overpass Graffiti. Did you ever hear that song? No. Oh, it's a new one. It's pretty good. I don't know. That dude puts out nothing
0: but hits. Ed Sheeran? Yeah. Isn't he gay? No. Oh. He's gay. No, he's not. He's not gay? No. No. I thought it was gay. (laughs) All right. Spin the wheel. (laughs) What does it say?
1: Autobiography title.
0: Ooh. Ooh, uh, Brandon, what would be your autobiography title?
1: Oh, man. That's a tough one. That's like almost like what's your nickname?
0: Because I feel like that's what your autobiography would have to if be. If you don't do autobiography, what would your album recording be called?
1: Oh, my God. I was just talking about this the other day. It was like perfect. I can't remember what I said. It was so good. My album, t- my first album recording would be. It'd take me too long To think of it Because I literally Was just talking did about Did you not this. write it down I I can't remember If I did or not I don't think I did No It was like something From one of my sets And someone was like Oh that would be a good name For one of your albums
0: What about autobiography What would you want Your autobiography To be called
1: Life with BT <sighs> Brandon I don't know I don't like that question. That question's stupid. Autobiography title.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for insulting my gay dhd Q and A wheel. Spin I, res- the fucking I wheel respect wheel again. that it's on there. Yeah. Stupid.
1: Recently joined Spice Girls.
0: Oh my spice god, name. Brandon. If you were to join the Spice Girls, what would your spice name be?
1: Harry Spice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you really Harry?
1: Yeah. I gotta trim in the summer.
0: Like all like all over Harry? Yeah. Like really? I, I
1: got to. Like I have to manscape in the summer. I have to do the back waxing. I have to do it all. Really? Or it's too hot. Yeah. In the winter I don't give a shit.
0: Do you only trim? the chest and back or do you trim everything? I'll do my arms I to, too. I used to do, I do my legs in the summer. I don't
1: job. do my legs now. I'll do my arms, yeah. my shoulders, Yeah, my back, and then I'll trim my chest down. So you're Italian. Sicilian, yeah. Yeah. I say Sicilian because it's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> Awkward, but shoot. <sure. laughs> <laughs> it is. We're the southern, we're the south of Italy. It's, it's different.
0: But you, you're, yeah, so you do yeah. a lot of manscaping.
1: Yeah, you got to.
0: Harry Spice
1: Harry Spice I think I'd fit in perfectly Don't you?
0: So now that means you wouldn't be able to trim
1: Well they would just know where it came from Well I'll just put it all in I'll put the trimmings in a bag And sing on stage holding the bag How's that sound? Then they'll be like, what's he got in the bag? I'm like, oh, that's Harry Spice. That's his former okay. body here. Okay. Or we'll only perform in the winter.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> Spin the wheel one more time. Sex, quiet, or loud? Ooh, yeah. I didn't even have to What's
1: this question. This, so I'm a both guy. I'm both. I like I like a mix. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm, people ask me, like someone just asked me that recently. Like, what's your, like, what's your, like, I like everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like to be passionate. I like to be dirty. Like, but not like it's got, I go in like, wait, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's gotta be like the Are mood. you a dirty talker? I love it. Really? Yeah. But I gotta feel it from her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to feel like what, if they like open that door, I'll kick the fucking door right in and be like, let's, you know what I'm saying? So if it's not though, I'll like test it. You know, you can tell, like, it's all about energy. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, I like, I, I like to, and sometimes that stuff develops. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, sometimes like, you want it this way, and sometimes you want it the other way.
0: You're so, able to be versatile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's tough, though. Think about it, though. Would you want to be with somebody that has to have it that way every single time? When you're like, dude, I got a fucking
0: headache. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Shouldn't you want it to have different? I'm very, well, I'm very lucky. I have a, it, have a good mix. Yeah, have a good mix. Good mix. You should. Yeah, yeah. It's a good mix. Keep it spicy. Yeah. Um, it's easy to get complacent in that area. I know. It is. It definitely. I, yeah. It's you know, very easy. And that's the problem. But I, I like. A, I do like a dirty talk. Yeah, I mean, I like it's... a dirty talk. Because you know, it's kind of like every once in a while, you want to, you know, be I think... told that you're less, than... <laughs> <laughs> and not by your.
1: I think, I think porn spices up in a positive way. There are negatives to porn. But porn, like when they say, oh, you should watch porn together. Like I say it this way. Like watch porn. If you're in a relationship with somebody, you can watch yeah. it on your own. But you watch it with the intent of exploring that angle with your partner. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Instead of being like, angle. oh yeah, let's all right get the blank. Let's fucking you know what I mean? Like it's different. I mean, like in sitting in front of the phone, You're not watching, watching it like t- an antiques roadshow. Right. Watch porn in a relationship together. Like, hey, did you watch porn? yesterday? What did you watch? And you tell me what you watched, and I say, okay, I watched this. This is what I want to try next time. That keeps it spicy.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: You know what I mean? I think yeah. a lot of people think, oh, we got to watch porn together, or we shouldn't watch porn. We have each other. Like that's insane. That's insane to me. Do you think that's crazy? Do you ever, I don't know I had a girl I dated one time that was like if you watch porn that's cheating
0: <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and I was like all right we got like a week
1: of relationship left
0: <laughs> yeah because that's just like that's no that's, I'm porn is natural
1: it is and I but there, like I said I, I prefaced right. that with there are the negatives of it because then sometimes it sets up it could set unrealistic expectations.
0: You're absolutely right. And I've actually been meaning to do, I've been trying to do a joke about this because there is that unrealistic expectation because like for gay porn, it's not necessarily the fact that these men are unobtainable. No, these men are very obtainable. It's the scenarios because the scenarios it's like, you know, frat bros, you know initiation, and you're like, "Wow, is this what fraternity looks like?" And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then you go into the house, and it's yeah. everything's decorated by West Elm and Jonathan Adler, and I'm like, <laughs> "No frat house has ever <laughs> been decorated in Jonathan Adler and West Elm. Now, never. No. And if it is, <laughs> well, it's the same way in regular and
1: heterosexual porn too. Like when you order a pizza, fucking, I'm not showing up.
0: You know what I mean? Who's showing up when you order a pizza? The little guy on the scooter, right? Right. So, it's, but if you were to do that porn, would you show up with your penis in a pizza box? No, no.
1: Pe- that's not how what I meant. <laughs> I meant like, oh, you ordered pizza oh, and I and open the door. and You're like, my oh, fantasy. okay. Can you come what? in and cut the pizza for me? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Right. It's pre-cut, but I'll just
0: come in. Ah, that's what he <laughs> said. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh Brandon, thank you so much. No, thanks. for thanks. This coming is coming to O oh, Oscar. This is it a good nice. podcast.
1: This is good. This is good. If I you, like this. This is fun. You got thank a lot you. of good fun angles and a lot of conversation starters and shit. It's good. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Uh Brandon, where can people catch you?
1: Uh, I'm at the Grizzly Pair. Tuesday through Sunday In the West Village In the West Village You can catch me on Instagram At Brandon Truso. That's my uh, Instagram handle
0: Now do you have a link Where all of your shows are? Do uh, they just go to your Instagram? I put. Or... I
1: post all my shows to my story Okay um, Every time I have one I post the story I post the lineups I post my, my shows Things with the podcast Which is Life of the Party um, Are underway
0: On the horizon On and the horizon And your Twitter though Is where you tweet a lot.
1: So I'll tweet. My Twitter is at Brandon Trusso as well. My Instagram is also at Brandon Trusso. What I do is I tweet and I share my tweet to Instagram.
0: Yeah. And I think that's amazing. And you know what? Definitely check out Brandon's Twitter because his his Twitter and Instagram have definitely gone viral. What
1: we'll do here is uh, with the listeners, if they follow me from this podcast... Send me a message with saying, listen to your podcast on o- uh, on Oscar, or, or listen to you on Oscar's podcast. If you send me that message, I'll follow you back. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good.
0: I was... I was... <laughs> you... You made it seem <laughs> like it was gonna be a very big thing and you're like,
1: I will Well no, people follow people and they're follow like, Oh back. follow this guy, but like you know, he's not
0: gonna follow me back. And sometimes like when somebody like gets a follow back, that's important. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on O Oscar. You've been an absolute delight. This is great. Everybody, please check out Brandon on social media. He's gonna be touring soon. He's got yeah. a podcast coming out called Life of the Party with a very good comedian friend of ours, Rachel Williams. So please, mm-hmm. that'll be on the horizon coming out soon. So make sure you tune in for that. And Brandon, thank you so much for coming. I, Thanks uh, for allowing I me yous. to finally
1: cross my legs.
0: Yeah. At <laughs> the end of the podcast is when you cross your legs. Yep. That's a 0. 0.5 on the gay scale. <laughs> We're going to do it. I'm at a four and a half. We're going to do it. We should. We That'd be so fun. I think we're going to do it. All right. All right? Yeah. But uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And I will uh, talk to you guys next weekend. Have a great weekend.